plan for the family is that children will be raised by a loving and involved mother and father. Statistics document that children with active and involved fathers are more confident, better able to deal with frustration, gain independence in their own identities better, more likely to mature into compassionate adults, more sociable, more secure, and less likely to show signs of depression. God's Word has much to say about parenting. It also says fathers do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Join us today as we talk about the importance of fathers and raising children to know and love Jesus. My guest today is Reverend Mark, I'm sorry, Reverend Matthew Clark. <laughs> he is the father husband and pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church in St. Louis. Today is our Father's Day special. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield and your host for today's program. I want to welcome Reverend Matthew Clark. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> Wonderful me Wonderful to be here, Kay. Thanks for having me on this important topic, and especially as we approach Father's Day. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so tell me and our listeners a little bit about your family. Sure. Uh, I'm married to my wonderful wife, Lisa. Uh, we've been married for nearly 12 years now. We married pretty young. We married uh, right out of college. In fact, I had just graduated from Concordia University in Nebraska, and my wife uh, had not yet graduated. She just barely turned 20, so pretty young couple. Uh, but excited to celebrate that anniversary uh, later this month in June. Uh, the Lord's blessed us with two wonderful children, uh, Anna and Noah. Anna is our Spunky little six-year-old girl uh, who just completed kindergarten, kindergarten, just got to celebrate her kindergarten graduation with the cap and gown and the whole deal. And our son, Noah, our thoughtful uh, fifth grader, uh, going into fifth grade, uh, both of them students of Word of Life Lutheran School. Wonderful. And that's the school that's associated with your church. That's Ascension correct. Lutheran yeah, church. we have the opportunity to be in that association, uh, Ascension, and two other Lutheran churches in the area, Timothy and St. Lucas, uh, to support and work together uh, at Word of Life. That's great. And that is my uh, ascension is the church that Family Shield grew out of. We're no longer members there, but it's still our second home. We love to sure. visit there. Yeah, it's and, always uh, great to see you and your yeah, husband both. It's great. That's great. Well, again, today is our Father's Day special. So uh, tell us uh, why being a father is important to you. Sure. Uh, being a father is important to me. Um, because fatherhood is really a special blessing from God. I think that's a good way to look at it. Uh, I remember when I was uh, becoming a driver, you know, back when I was 15 and a half, 16 years old, and, and the driver's manual always says, driving is a privilege, not a right. And that always struck me, you know, that that, that driver's license is a privilege. And I think uh, similarly, fatherhood is, is a privilege, not a right. Uh, it's a blessing from the Lord. It really is a gift from God, that gift of children. And to view those children that God has blessed us with as, as what they are, gifts from the hands of our gracious Heavenly Father. Uh, not, not, a, not, a, not a right, but, but a, a blessing from him. And so that vocation, that calling as a father, that calling that God calls us to, is one to be taken seriously. Uh, it's an important job uh, to be that father, to be a reflection of, in, in at least in a small way, of our Heavenly Father and his love for us as his dear children. Yeah, yeah, and God created the family. You bet. I and and I, it's always challenging to me to see the government trying to change God's definition of a family. But uh, he created husband and wife, mother and father, to be 
mother and father for the children. You bet. And, and I always go back to that account of creation. Uh, even before sin enters into the world, God establishes this wonderful institution of marriage, this context in which there's a husband and wife, a man and a woman, who then uh, are given that, 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 that privilege of being fruitful multiplying. That's part of God's plan from the beginning, uh, to be blessed through children and to be a blessing to those children. And it's just such a, a beautiful plan that God has established really from, from creation. And now thousands of years later, here we are. And still God continues to, to raise up parents and to bless uh, them with children according to his will. Yeah. And I just want to mention that sometimes, because of our sinful nature, some fathers are not even involved in their children. And I want to read some negative statistics related to absence. Sure. Absent fathers, because we want our program to encourage moms and dads that are out there, grandmas and grandpas. But we also want to let you know what happens when there is no father figure. It doesn't have to be an actual father. Children without fathers have more problems. 90% of all runaways are from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 85% of all youth in prison come from fatherless homes. So there's no doubt that involved and supportive fathers are important to children. And I want to just mention that you are an involved and supportive father, but you're not perfect, are you? No, far from (laughs) it. Uh, Far from it. Uh, and so uh, as a father, uh, constantly looking to our, our Heavenly Father, my Heavenly Father, for that forgiveness, uh, for that strength, for that guidance, for that wisdom and strength, as I seek to uh, each day forgiven in Christ, uh, remembering my baptism, to, to be that Father, to be that loving Father and a reflection of our Heavenly Father's love. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, too, for, for moms and dads, we need, as parents and grandparents, I'm a grandma, to learn how to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me to our children? Do you, you do that sometimes? You bet. Yeah, because uh, we, we do make mistakes. And, and forgiveness is so essential uh, to a couple, a husband and wife, but also uh, siblings to each other, uh, parents to children, ch- certainly children to parents. Uh, that, that forgiveness is central in the life of a family, no matter what that relationship, what that dynamic is. Yeah, yeah, it's key. Yeah. And, and those statistics you shared about the, the detriment when uh, a father isn't active, uh, really it's come as no surprise in some regards because, again, going back to the God's original plan, that's how he set mm-hmm. things up. And when things don't go according to God's plan, uh, they don't go as well. God knows what he's talking about. He does. He does. Yeah. Well, share a joy of being a father for you. Sure. There, there's so many. There's, there's many joys. Um, one joy I have is, is especially at the age my children are, and I think of our, our little girl, our soon-to-be first grader, uh, when they have that, that trust and that security, they look for security from their father so often. I know our little girl uh, still sometimes is scared of the dark or, or scared to even go upstairs by herself. Uh, but to, for her to just ask, Daddy, can you give me a piggyback ride upstairs <laughs> the, the, to take her up the stairs on my back? And, and she has that security just because Dad is there, just because Dad is present. I mean, that, that's such a joy to... Uh, to feel that little handhold mind as we cross the street. It just happens so naturally, yeah. just that security. And, and again, I think of uh, the delight that I find in that, and I just can't help but think of the delight that our Heavenly Father has when we mm-hmm. trust in Him and yeah. when we uh, look to Him for that security in our lives. And, yeah. and the other joy that, that just comes to my mind is um, finding out who our children are and, and who God has created them to be. I mean, even before they were born, I know my wife and I, 
um, talking to them even in the womb and and praying for them before they're born and just wondering what what plan does God have for this little Mm -hmm. one? Mm -hmm. And now to be able to watch that plan unfold in the life of our children and even at at ages 10 and 6 to be able to already see those personalities coming out, those Mm -hmm. unique individuals God created them to be. Uh, it's just, it's just awesome, a joy. It? It's yeah. a joy. Yeah, at, our, at our daughter's kindergarten graduation, they asked the kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? And and our, our little girl said, an artist. Uh, and just th- things like that for yeah. them to think about the, the talents and God-given gifts and how to use those. Um, it's just, it's an adventure, and it's just wonderful to see that unfold and be a part of it as a yeah. father. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I know you could keep talking about joys, <laughs> but I want to ask you about some challenges that you sure. face, at, especially, especially as a father. Sure. Well, I think uh, for for many fathers and and uh, myself included, uh, I think time is a challenge. Finding that time to spend with uh, our children because I desire that so much, I really do. And and again, just another joy is spending that time with our children. But to find that time to be together and uh, to have that quality time doing important things together. But but even beyond that, I, I think there's a lot of value to just having time together doing the normal everyday family things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to change out a garbage disposal at our house not too long ago. But for, for the kids to just be a part of that, to hold the flashlight for dad, sure. uh, to get the screwdriver, just to be a part of that everyday life. Um, and it's a challenge sometimes to find that time uh, to spend together with the family, with our children. Yeah. Now, we have done Father's Day specials. We've been on the air for 18 years, but I don't think I've ever had a pastor. I've had pastors (laughs) for many other topics, but I thought this would be very helpful. But a a pastor's life is very busy, lots of weekend times, lots of night times. And once the children are in school, it is very challenging. So talk just for a minute about being a pastor and a father and some of the challenges that that is for you that might not be for other fathers. Yes. Yeah, there are some unique challenges like you brought up and, and just the, the schedule alone. Um, evening meetings, um, certainly working on the weekends. Uh, we have a Saturday evening service, uh, Sunday morning services to prepare for. Uh, the, the schedule isn't necessarily the typical nine to five uh, schedule five days a week. And the other thing is just the unpredictability of that schedule, too. Um, we have a funeral, for instance, this Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that you really just can't plan for. Um, so... When those things come up, uh, you know, I find it's helpful to communicate those to our children, um, that, that this, this uh, our family time is important, but this is coming up. Um, I'm going to have to be there for this, but uh, let's schedule time together such and such a time. To even schedule that time, mm, I think, is good. helpful. It and is then, good. And then to follow through on that promise <laughs> and actually do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think of uh, Paul's admonition to, to that young pastor, Timothy, uh, Timothy 3, about managing your household well. And I mm. think that's a, a serious admonition for well, for any parent, but especially um, for a father who also happens to be a pastor as well, yeah. uh, to manage that house well. And I, I think, too, um, especially when it comes to the spiritual life of our children, um, going to worship and devotional life and prayer life, uh, to make it clear to them that, that we don't do these things just because dad's a pastor. But, but no, we do these things because... That's who we are. We're, mm-hmm. We we do them because we're Christians, because we're children of God, and that's why those things are important, not just because Dad's a pastor. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's important to, to impress that upon kids, too. Absolutely, yes. Well, God's Word says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. What do you think God means when he says, just the first part of that, Fathers, do not exasperate your children? 
I think that's a great question, Kay, because uh, and I think it's one that, that maybe we overlook. We as parents, we see, um, you know, children obey your parents. Oh, that sounds good. But then also God gives us this admonition to parents and specifically here to fathers uh, to not exasperate their children. And really there, uh, to not exasperate, to not, uh, some translations say, provoke your children or, or even anger your children. Uh, so this idea that in the, the raising of children, uh, to, not, um, to not have unrealistic expectations, especially when it comes to discipline, to, to not anger them. Uh, again, this, this vocation of fatherhood is a calling. It's a special authority. And then to not misuse that authority as a father, as a parent, but to carry out that authority uh, responsibly and lovingly. Uh, but, you know, having said that, I think on, on the flip side, it's important to acknowledge what, what that does not mean, to not exasperate your children. It doesn't mean we don't discipline at all. I think that's important to recognize. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of that disciplining of our children, uh, raising them, instructing them, we do so out of love for them. Um, and and I, I think that's something that I really uh, learned from my parents. Uh, they very intentionally, in, in raising me always in discipline, always made it clear that this discipline was done out of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to, to share that with our children, too. It's, discipline may not be an enjoyable thing for them or for me as dad, but it's all done out of love with their best interests in mind, just as our Heavenly Father disciplines us, disciplines his children who he loves. The book of Hebrews chapter 12 in particular talks about that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, the second half of that verse says, instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. We want to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, before we, before I get into that, though, let me make a few announcements, and then we'll talk about sure. how you do that, how you share your faith with your children, how you uh, interact with them in an appropriate way for their age. Because wonderful. I think that that's really important, and that will help our listeners come up with some things that they might do as Great. well. Each week, Family Shield offers a booklet or resource to our listeners. This week, we're offering parenting families. To receive the complimentary booklet, call our response center at 1-877-317-4326. Don't forget, you can also sign up to receive the Family Shield email newsletter by going on our homepage at www.familyshieldministries.com. All you need to do is put your email address in and you will receive our email newsletter. If you don't like it, it's easy to just cancel that. If you're a Thrivent financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. This really helps us out a lot for our radio airtime. Go to the Thrivent website at www. Thrivent.com and then Thrivent Choice to learn more or call them directly for help. 800-847-4836. Family Shield's 20th anniversary is coming up and we want you to mark your calendar for our 20th anniversary benefit dinner and celebration that will be on Saturday, October 18th. We know that's a while away, but mark your calendar now. Executive Chef Chris Dessens will prepare the food, and uh, we've done this with him several years, and it's wonderful food. You will enjoy it. Our theme is Families Trust Him, and the event will be held at Concordia Lutheran Church in Kirkwood, Missouri. You can learn more on our website. We love to hear from our listeners. Write us and let us know how this radio program is helping you and your family. 
Write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Again, I want to go back to my guest, Reverend Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church. Just for our listeners that are in the St. Louis area, uh, tell us where Ascension is and what time the services are for Sunday if they want to come and visit you. Sure, be happy to. Uh, Ascension is located in South St. Louis in the, the St. Louis Hills area on the, the southwest corner of uh, Francis Park, beautiful part of town, near Ted Drew's. That's the landmark mm-hmm, that everyone mm-hmm. knows, Ted Drew's on Chippewa. Uh, our worship times are 5 o'clock on Saturday evening and then 8.15 uh, and 11 o'clock on Sunday morning with uh, Sunday school for all ages uh, at 9.45 on Sunday mornings as well. We'd love to have you. That's great. That's great. Now, uh, we're talking about training and instruction of the Lord. I have another verse that I love, Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7. And these words, which I'm commanding you today, shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your sons, and shall talk to them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. So God's Word isn't telling us, have this family devotion at the table 10 minutes, do it then, never again. It's really, he's really saying to parents and grandparents, just talk about the Lord as you walk and talk in your daily life. And uh, so I wanted to just find out what your family does as you train and instruct your children in the Lord. Little Anna, who's just six, can't understand uh, the big things of about God. I mean, you don't sit down and talk to her about the Trinity, probably. Um, maybe you do. But um, how do you do that in your home? Yeah, I, I think it's done, uh, you know, on the one hand, it's done very intentionally. Uh, and and we do have devotional books and, and set aside prayer time. On the other hand, I think some of it is done unintentionally. And it's just done as you live out your life as a family and what you say and do. Uh, but But first of all, intentionally, uh, I think uh, we use a number of resources, a number of devotional books uh, that are age appropriate. There's some wonderful, wonderful resources out there, and especially with with Anna, our six year old. One of the things that's been kind of helpful with her is as we read that devotional book or that children's Bible, whatever the case may be, to involve her in that too. I think that's been helpful to our family. Uh, for instance, we have a, a devotional book, and it's, it goes month by month. She gets to pick within that month which devotion we read. And then that way she has some, some say in, in what we read and what we look at for that day. It's usually the devotion that has the neatest picture <laughs> that she picks. Uh, but, but that's kind of neat to include her in that process. Uh, but again, I, I think that's a great point you bring up, Kay, that it is done age appropriately, uh, that it's just those simple truths of God's word and his promises that we share with our children. Mm-hmm. And I think so often... Uh, one thing that, that I'm conscious of, especially at home, but also in my children's messages in worship, is to just simply tell the story. I think just those basic stories that are in God's Word, those basic truths, those accounts are so important. You know, not necessarily to use all this symbolism and, and these analogies, but just tell the story. Tell mm-hmm. that wonderful story of God's plan of salvation that's revealed in God's Word and just impress that upon our children. Yeah. And then the other thing I think is uh, to just... Uh, to, to teach them how to view the world, how to view TV, how to view creation, how to view uh, just day-to-day things through that lens of God's Word. To really have, if you want to call it a biblical worldview, just to be informed through that Word of God as to how we view the world and how we do things as a family. Uh, I think that's important, too. Uh, 
And then I think this, that example that, that we have as parents and as fathers, how I treat my wife, for instance, our children see that, how dad treats mom and, and how they may pray together or spend time together. Uh, that's important too. So, so again, in, intentionally through, through that, setting aside a, a prayer time, a daily prayer time and devotional time I think is key, but also just unintentionally, just how you go about your day, how you, you go about your life as a Christian spouse, a Christian parent. So what about prayer for your children? Do you, when they have a bad day or have a fight with somebody, do you specifically uh, pray about that issue with them? Yes, and the, the, we found it that it's helpful to have that, that prayer time set aside, and for us it's in the evening. So as we uh, gather together as a family um, in Anna's room because she's the youngest and usually the one who gets to bed first, uh, we have that prayer time together. And so each evening what we do is we take turns. Uh, one of us gets to lead the prayer, and Anna, our six-year-old, leads it one evening. I lead it the next, Lisa the next, Noah the next. Uh, we have that prayer where they, they pray to the Lord in their own words, and it's just, to me as a father, another source of joy to just hear what they pray about because they pray for others, they pray for uh, our church, they pray for our family, uh, they thank God for things, uh, or it might just be as simple as as. Lord, uh, help me have no bad dreams or monster feelings. That's that's so often our six-year-old's prayers, monster feelings or monster dreams. That's what she always says. Uh, so to, to, to do that, uh, but then I think it's also important to have those um, prayers like the Lord's Prayer, for instance, where they're um, the, the standards, you know, those those models for prayer for us as well. So sort of have that skill of being able to pray in our own words, but also to, to draw upon the prayers of the church like mm-hmm. the Lord's Prayer. And to know and be familiar with those prayers, too. Uh, but other times throughout the day, sometimes we just, on a beautiful day, say something as simple in our car, right? Thank you, Lord, for the mm-hmm, beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Or before we head out on vacation, just to say a prayer to the Lord for protection and, and his high hand upon us as we travel. So Neat. those times throughout the day, but I think it's important to have that, that set-aside time for a family where the kids can count on that prayer time with, with uh, the family. Yeah. As you were speaking, I always remember going on a confirmation retreat from Ascension with my oldest son and being with three or four boys. And one of the boys said, so sad, I don't know if my mom and dad believe in God. I've never heard them talk about him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's the case in many homes, even Christian homes. Yes. Sad. And so it's always helpful to give just simple ideas. So many families today are not praying at all. And if they are, it's only form prayers. I love that you take turns. That's what our daughter does with our uh, grandchildren. And um, and they learn how to pray. Yes. Uh, and it doesn't matter if they just say three words. That's how you learn. You learn that God answers prayer and uh, he cares about you. And as as you learn more about the Lord, you care more about those around you, don't you? It's exactly right. Yeah. And, and I love what you said, that they can say that, articulate that in their own words. Don't have to use a fancy language. But it's just that simple, childlike language and faith to be able to go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. And it brings me joy as a, as a parent, as a father. And I'm sure it brings joy to our Heavenly Father to hear those children in faith bring those prayers before him. You bet. You bet. Now, um, research says that there's four keys to nurturing faith in the home. We probably won't have time to flush all these out, but I want to just touch on them. Caring conversations. Don't even have to talk about God, just caring conversations, which you shared about. Family devotions and prayer, which you've talked about. 
family service together helps. And a lot of times people don't realize that. And family rituals and traditions. Yes. Um, so do your does your family ever do any service projects? It might just be going to your mom and dad's and doing something there to help them. Anything in that you're doing now in that area? Yeah, I think... Uh, at our own home, you know, working together, but then also at a grandparent's house. And, and I think one of those things uh, that, that we impress upon our kids or try to is that we serve just because we, we love. We love our neighbor. Uh, we love the Lord. We love each other. And not for, for payment uh, or, or for, you know, the, that weekly, uh, the, the weekly uh, allowance. That's oh, what allowance. we're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we do some of that. But, but again, that, that's not the motivation for serving and loving others, but it's, it's just simply we, we love and we serve because Christ first loved us. Right. So whether it's a family member, uh, whether it's uh, in the neighborhood, and, and so much of our service time happens at our congregation. At your church, at our church. absolutely, yeah. And we, we had a work day, something as simple as that. And one of the things I loved about the work day was there were uh, four generations of people this oh, work day. Isn't that Not awesome? just from our family, but from other families yeah. too. And, and to work together and the children chipping in, if it's just dusting or if it's just wiping down the pew, whatever the case may be, uh-huh. they take that ownership in their congregation and also uh, they're part of that service within our family, but also within our larger church family as mm-hmm. well. And that's, that is just so awesome to, to see them willing to serve in many and varied ways. I was going to say one of the ways we serve is just by praying for needs, which you already talked about as well. Uh, Family rituals and traditions. Share a tradition that your family does that you enjoy. We have two minutes left. Sure. Well, I think so many of our traditions, like many families, are connected to um, holidays, to to, um, uh, celebrations, to Christmas and Easter and things like that. Uh, and I, I think that, especially during that Christmas time, to do uh, traditions that are not just uh, the secular traditions, but that are intentionally uh, focused on our Savior, Jesus Christ, and, and his birth. Uh, whether it's certain ornaments that, that are put on the tree or that nativity scene and maybe moving the wise men as they get closer, or the Advent wreath or Advent calendar, those things that, that are uh, meaningful for the season, but also meaningful because, first and foremost, they part, point us to our Savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just other traditions that are just fun together. Um, every evening, we the, the newspaper has that wordy-gurdy where it's these rhyming words. And almost every evening, our son reads the clues, and then my wife and I race to see who answers them first. Oh, neat. And I think he enjoys that more sure. than us. You know, Absolutely. Just those different things fun that, things that you do that, together. That you, rituals that you can count on and uh, just – Exactly. Things that we do together. That's fantastic. Uh, I had uh, several verses uh, as we kind of close the program down uh, that I wanted to just read. And one is from Judges 13, 8. Oh, Lord, teach us how to bring up our child who is to be born. So that's even for those before they're born, we can pray and yes. train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not turn from it. Proverbs 22, 6. We've, we've uh, read and talked about several other verses. Again, my guest is Reverend Matt Matthew Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church. And this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Our website, if you want to learn more, is www.familyshieldministries.com. I'd love to hear from our listeners. And we're so thankful that you're listening. Uh, We encourage you to have a wonderful Father's Day. And remember that God loves families. He created them. If you want to learn more about Family Shield, www.familyshieldministries.com. Thanks for listening. God bless your day.
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.